Hello, everybody. Today, I got Mark Lee with me, uh, civil engineer of Vapor. Um, and yeah, he's, thanks for joining me today, Mark. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Landon. Really nice to, to meet you and have a chat. Yeah, nice to, nice to talk to you. So what I like to always get started since I'm pretty young, 18 years old, I just like to know you got started in your career with civil engineering and to kind of learn about that. Yeah, I mean, I first started learning about engineering at school. I, I guess I was 15 years old. So in, in the last two years of high school, you get to to choose some of the subjects that interest you. And at the time, I was inter interested in geography and, and physics and maths, that kind of thing. But there was a new course that the, the school was offering. Mm. It was called uh, Engineering Studies, and I kind of like the, the sound of it. And I think we only ended up having five people in the class that year, but they still ran it. It was a really good teacher, engaged with the group, and they, they kind of split it into three different parts, engineering, drawing, material science, and uh, I think they, they, they had a, like a structural engineering component. And it was by far my, my favorite subject during school. And I, I guess after that, it inspired me to, to choose a, an engine, engineering degree at, at university. Hmm, that's very cool. Yeah, our, our education doesn't have a lot like that over the last two years or so, um, where you kind of just pick what path you want to have like we don't have that kind of limited to like the curriculum or whatever that they have for you so that's very interesting that's pretty cool so how was university for you was it tough challenging how was that yeah it it, it was good um i went to the university of newcastle which is uh just just north of sydney i i, I guess one of the reasons i picked that was it was near the beach and i could get some surfing in and stuff as well um and it, it was good. I, I think the first first year or two, you, you kind of do the, the base courses and, and then they start to get into, again, you get to choose the, the subjects that you like. And I was doing kind of geotechnical and, and um, fluid hydraulics and, and things like that, which at the time I, I didn't know I was going to end up working in the, the kind of water and sewer infrastructure industry. But it, but it turned out that that's, that's where I landed. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good. I loved it. That's cool. Yeah. So after you got out of university, kind of what what career did you take on just right after? How'd that go for you? Yeah, so as part of getting um, the engineering degree, you need to do I think it's three months of of work placement at at a company or an organisation. And I applied to a few places, and and I ended up working in the asset planning section for the local city where I'm at in, in water and sewer. So I, I did my, my three months there and then when it came time to apply for a, a full-time job, they were happy to, to take me. And I, I, I joined as a full-time time role doing uh, asset planning, looking after you know, water and sewer infrastructure and did that for, I guess, 10, 10 12 years before I, I came across and, and made the move to, to Vapor and, and, and been really enjoying the time yeah. since then. Yeah, why why'd you move to Vapor? You just kind of what made your decision to move on? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think one one of the reasons was I, I'd I'd seen the product and I'd spoken to to Amanda before the, the CEO of the company and they they had a position and I was like ah oh, I don't I don't know if, you know business development and, and and that's what I want to do. I really enjoy my my engineering and then I thought back to um, the the way that I was looking after, you know, piped assets and, and I was like, there really does need to be a better way. And 
joining vapor means i can i can really be a part of changing this part of engineering not just for me but for you know the engineers and cities around the world and yeah jumped at the chance hmm, that's cool just saw a bigger opportunity probably and hopped on it yeah that's that's amazing so what's your favorite part of working at vapor and just your whole i don't know your role there yeah yeah i i reckon the, the one of the best parts of my role is, is just being able to create more time for people to do the type of work that they enjoy and the things that they see that's important for their roles so i get to speak to a lot of organizations and, and have the opportunity to listen to to them speak about what's working well but also the tasks that cause problems and delays or, or that are just you know downright boring or, or repetitive tasks so being able to come in, listen, and then and then help them make decisions to look after their infrastructure network with improved processes. That's it's pretty satisfying. Hmm. All right. Before we move on, I kind of want to get also a rundown of what Vapor does and just kind of just give me your pitch on Vapor real quick. I just want to gather more info, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So so Vapor is is, is software and, and all we, we do is we, we're able to ingest CCTV video that, that's taken in, in wastewater or stormwater pipes, it doesn't need to be coded by an operator in the pipe. So that that allows them to concentrate, the operators to concentrate on setup, site safety, um, uh, collecting good good vision, um, looking after their equipment. And then we're, we're able to process the video file using artificial intelligence to automatically detect uh, the defects and pipe features along the pipe. And that's where you, you have the defect scoring and, and grading. But then we're able to turn those results into um, or, or help engineers and cities turn those results into decisions because the the purpose of taking CCTV inspections isn't to, to get a condition grading. The purpose is to look after your assets for, for the community and the taxpayers. And there's often a challenge um, to turn, to, to go from, you know, a poor grade, condition grade pipe into what should I do? You know, do I need to line this pipe? Do I need to patch this pipe? Does it need to be done now or, or can it be done in two or three years time? So mm -hmm. our software is designed to make that process much, much faster, much easier and, and, and give the people working in that space more confidence in what they're doing. Dang, that's really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned AI and lately, you know, I've been noticing all this stuff about AI, whether it's on social media and stuff and it's pretty crazy how transformative it is and that's cool how you guys are using it for doing cctv inspections or your software like you mentioned it's really amazing what ai can do for sure so yeah yeah i mean hopefully it's there and able to remove those those really boring tasks that yeah people don't want don't want to do i mean i don't think there's anyone any engineer at university that says I, i'm here studying so i can watch a pipe video uh you know for the next two hours yeah and like i've noticed people are like really scared of ai and so those get take over everything i'm like we got to take advantage of it like while we have it right now to get rid of those tedious tasks and just make things more efficient so that's yeah, exactly. been a big deal i've been finding out as well Ooh, there we go all right and then Next, kind of, Mark, I just like to ask, like, what's your biggest challenges you face in your role of Vapor? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think it's not uncommon for organisations to be resistant to change. So while you know, while you should be 
changing processes just for change sake. This also can be a, a reluctance to move away from, you know, what's always been done. So to give you an example, I was at um, a, a recent conference up in uh, up in Brisbane listening to an engineer describe their journey through an asset, like an entire asset management system change across across the city. And someone asked whether the change had been easy and he, he kind of smiled and, and said, some people get upset if you ask them to change their desk location. Um, and, and they're trying to change the entire software setup in their uh, in their organization. So I think it becomes really important to be able to bring teams together, you know, diff different teams of different organizations that don't necessarily work directly together all the time and, and listen, to the, listen to them explain where they think they have inefficiencies within their organization and, and then try and articulate the reasons and, and I guess importantly the benefits on you know the return of investment and the workflow adjustments that can be made to to help them you know complete their work better hmm. yeah that's change is definitely a big issue within the infrastructure world i've noticed that talking to people like yourself like some just don't want to change it's insane i mean like you got to use the things to your advantage if you want to grow as a business and then of course improve the infrastructure of the world i mean it's insane so that's kind of one thing yeah and there's a lot of people out there that, that want to help you know and even within within an organization um i think uh, the when you pull together people with ideas and let them talk about their ideas um, a lot of people mm. have got great suggestions and they just need a forum to speak about it with with other people and that iterative process of of looking looking back at how you've done things and, and then picking out where you want to make improvements yeah for sure so vapor deals with infrastructure of course different waters sewers all that so what do you think is the biggest problem like the world is facing with improving infrastructure yeah well i guess especially buried infrastructure section uh sector that we're in where you know wastewater and stormwater pipes um always have the problem that you know poor condition assets can they can just kind of be ignored to a point right they're underground you, you can't see them so taxpayers are, are far less excited about knowing that their money's going towards lining a sewer main than seeing something new and shiny get built on the surface that they you know that they can see and feels more tangible Mm -hmm. So I think what ends up happening is is the network slowly de degrade across the board decade after decade. And at first, I don't, you know, you don't really see no, nothing changes. You you don't see anything. Um, but then, you know, the levels of service begin to slide. Funds are needed to to do the maintenance just to keep the pipe pipe networks functioning at a degraded level, right? And then the user pays. So that that it's that infrastructure gap, right, where you haven't the spending hasn't kept up with with the aging infrastructure and it's a big problem for society right um i i think in the in the states right where, where you are alone it, it was it was 80 billion dollars and that was years ago the, the mm -hmm. way talking about the infrastructure gap it, it's, it's just growing and, and growing since then so that's the, I, for me that's the that's the biggest challenge but i mean you've got things like you've got the infrastructure bill that's come out in australia so i think that's a good thing right the the mm -hmm. discussion around similar measures in other parts of the world is a good sign as well so i i think it suggests that you know the message is getting through that you know engineers and people working in the asset management space have been able to explain the story to, to the politicians and they are beginning now to understand that it's serious yeah. and we do yeah. have a solution 
Yeah, it's taken a while here in the States. I mean, they just don't understand it, neither do taxpayers. And I think we just kind of need a way to like clearly define what like sewer, sewer lining or something like that's going to do and how it's going to improve our infrastructure and improve the economics or whatever. So that's kind of what I would need. We need more transparency in the B2G space and just in municipalities all around. And we're just, our aging infrastructure in the States is not good at all. Like I was on a podcast with Chad Smelter and he was talking about the poor infrastructure. And then I mentioned leaving my generation with this, old infrastructure that we're gonna have to deal with and like exactly exactly yeah you yeah. don't want to get stuck with with the bill that drives over time right yeah and people are always saying like my small town i live in in iowa they're always oh we want a park we want this we want that but they can't the municipalities can't pay for it because the fact that we have to reinvest back into this old aging infrastructure that was either not done right or it's just too old, of course. And that's where we need to kind of help maintain better, I would say. And it's just a growing issue that I think will be a very big problem here, at least in the States. I'm not sure about over in Australia, but all depends. Yeah. So. I mean, people expect to have clean, safe drinking water and be able to, to swim in the local lake. And, um, you know, pipes might not be sexy, but if you don't look after them, then, yeah. you know, those those things can can become at risk um and the you know the quality of life changes um and that becomes noticeable right you know mm -hmm. you have if you have a, a sewer network that isn't performing well um it rains and then beaches close and you, you can't go swimming on the weekend you know and that's a that's a direct impact between you know the yeah. the condition of your pipes and what you you know what you can do in terms of uh, leisure and recreational activities yeah and people just don't understand how bad it is either like it this sounds dark but like until you're someone they don't have enough water the water's not coming out of the faucets that's when they'll realize that oh we gotta maintain this better but that almost that's what i think it's gonna take for people to realize that we really need to invest in this invest in maintaining our infrastructure so and it's not a quick fix. I mean, it's it's almost too yeah. late then, you know, because once you realize that, you, it takes years to, to fix. You can't just uh, say, here's here's a million dollars and uh, make the problem go go away, right? It's, yeah, it's a long it's a long term game managing infrastructure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that was very good thoughts there. So, what I always like to end with my interviews, since I'm a young professional, I would say, in the, my starting my career, I always like to just ask. How, what are some pieces of advice you'd give to like your 18 year old self when you started? Yeah, I, I think one of the best, I think if I'd have had my time again, I would have spoken more to other people. I think sometimes you can be nervous asking questions. Um, you know, you don't want to appear like you don't know the answers to, to something. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I still, still see it now. Like if, if you need help, um, on an engineering project or on whatever you know whatever industry that you're in there's, there's people out there that want to help you learn and and give you knowledge and and help you solve problems and things like that um and sometimes it, it can be difficult to you know make connections and, and speak to people about what you're working on you know what's going well what what's not and and i think as that communication network develops um you learn rapidly um, yeah 
yeah, that's interesting. So I used to always be like a shy kid kind of and stuff, but past like two years, I'd say with like the whole COVID thing, I kind of outbroke my shell and talking to people like you and just kind of building my network and I've learned a lot of amazing things. So yeah, I really appreciate you hopping on this call with me today, Mark. It was, it was fun. You had some really good insightful topics to speak about. It was really enjoyable. Thanks, Len. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to catch up face to face at, at some point in the future, man. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'll go to Australia all day. <laughs> I want to visit there so bad. So. Do it. Yeah, it's, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Len, and appreciate the chat. Cheers.